They call him child development you know this was about to be a bonus episode you know i wanted to recap my early childhood 
life from like zero to five, as far as I can remember. Those was like some of the most important moments in my life. Sitting up under my grandmother, getting all that wisdom, being taught how to do little basic things like fold up my clothes, put my shoes together, clean up my room, being taught right from wrong. Just simple things, the do's and don'ts, the people in the community, like the mailman, the fireman, the police officer, and the negative people in the community as well, too. Um, when I was growing up, like the pickpockets, the dope fiends, the pimps, the hustlers, the candy lady, the icy cup lady, all those people, they were important. So nowadays, it's a different time. So not only do you have to teach your children things in the home, you got to teach them about people in the community. Like, for example, um, the people who buy crack, the corner boys, people like that. But the biggest factor is peer pressure and social media. They got all these children on these tablets and everything. You know, books are almost non-existent right now. So all of the learning is typically being done on tablets. So you want to make sure that you monitor the social media, go into the settings on a tablet or device and limit what they can search, limit what they can find because peer pressure is big. You know, you don't want nobody telling, you know, your kid like, hey, look at this right here on my phone. Look at this on my phone. Look at that on my phone. If you don't have those settings dialed in on the phone and you're not in tune with your children's behavior patterns and social media watching and stuff like that, one, they could be easily influenced. Two, they might, it's a possibility that they might go astray. But three, you want your kids to definitely trust you enough to come to you and talk to you about anything because you don't want to forget, as parents, we are the first teachers, and you don't want to break the trust with your children. You want them to be able to come to you, and you want to break things down to them in their language. Because they have problems, even though they might seem small to us, but like, you know, somebody making fun of their Halloween costume or their ponytails or their haircut or another kid saying, hey, I don't like your lunchbox or something like that. Kids could be cruel pretty much for the most part. So I'm just saying that as parents, we need to take the roles as teachers, role models to our kids and establish that level of trust so they could come to us about anything because we don't want the streets to get them. We don't want, you know, um, the police to get them. 
we want them to be in tune and well-versed and a little bit of everything, all right? So we're about to get into it, y'all. It's Black History Month on Riders Live. It's time to get into another segment of what's popping, y'all. Dream like Martin Luther King, that's what's popping. Lead like Harriet Tubman, that's what's popping. Fight like Malcolm X, that's what's popping. Think like Marcus Garvey, that's what's popping. Write like Maya Angelou, that's what's popping. Build like Madam C.J. Walker, that's what's popping. Speak like Frederick Douglass, that's what's popping. Educate like W.E.B. Du Bois, that's what's popping. Believe like Thurgood Marshall, that's what's popping. Challenge like Rosa Parks, that's what's popping. <laughs> Gracie's Corner is the writer's live what's popping artist of the day, y'all. So let's get it. Gracie's Corner. Hey, have you ever been down by the bay? By the bay, down by the bay. I wanna go. By the bay, down by the bay. I wanna go. By the bay, down by the bay. I wanna go. By the bay, down by the bay. By the bay, down by the bay. I wanna go. By the bay, down by the bay. I wanna go. By the bay, down by the bay.
follow Gracie's Corner on YouTube and also follow them on their website, www.gracie'scornertv.com. And go ahead and support the channel and also buy merchandise. If you're looking for good early childhood songs, education, and learning, follow Gracie's Corner. TV.com Like I said earlier in the recording that this episode was almost a bonus, but I thought I'd put more more into it and go back as far as I could remember with everything that I could actually remember with my child development. So I remember me and my sister, we used to drink coffee with my grandmother. I think I was drinking coffee since I was maybe about three years old. And that was one of the one of the most memorable moments because my grandmother, she used to always talk to us. She used to teach us things as early as I can remember. She used to teach us about people in the community what to look out for in the world and everything. I started I started school early, you know. Um, but prior to that, I watched Sesame Street, Big Bird, Mr. Snuffleupagus, and, you know, things like that went over your head when you was a little kid because actually Big Bird, he was hallucinating about Mr. Snuffleupagus, because, you know, that was his imaginary friend, you know, and Sesame Street also had the Count, who who looked like Count Dracula. He used to actually count. You know, they had Grover, Cookie Monster, Bert and Ernie. I never could fathom the concept of two dudes living together until, you know, um, I actually got to college and had a roommate. And um, I also had roommates when I was in the Marines. But when I was a little kid, I thought it was kind of odd that Bernie and Ernie lived together. You know, um, I, I didn't think they was brothers or anything like that because I didn't have any brothers. And then, you know, my first impression was it was just weird. They had Oscar the Grouch, my homie. He just was no holes barred. So, yeah, I watched Sesame Street. They had Zoom. You know, it was a little singing on there and dancing around. It was multicultural, different varieties of kids, white, black, Asian, all type of ethnic groups. And then you had Mr. Rogers, Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood. So. Mr. Rogers, he was a white, calm guy. He actually, you know, just kicked it with people in the neighborhood. The mailman, people in the community, you know, he would go to the store. So basically, he would act out, you know, like the average day of a normal person in the neighborhood. And then they had a little segment where they had spin off to, like, this king and a castle and all of that. You know, I, I I don't really remember that too well, but it was a segment of the show 
that I used to watch, I liked that it was different. You know, I was in a to puppets and stuff like that. But one thing about now is different options. Like, like with this episode, I kicked it right off the block with Gracie's Corner. You know, Gracie's Corner is it's on a YouTube. They got their own channel. They got millions of followers. And then, you know, it's for all ethnicities could watch it. But when I was growing up, I never saw any African-American, you know, um, inspired learning programs except for Fat Albert. And Bill Cosby, he, you know, he did a good job with that, but. He was like a father figure or the uncle or the father that you didn't have. But he did drop gems on there with the um, brown horning and stuff like that. But African-American learning from, from the perspective of somebody that actually looked like you and I or in the world. But I'm, I'm mainly speaking to African-Americans. It was very far and few. So, like, if you kind of saw a black person in any type of learning capacity other than being a kid or something on TV, it was rare. That's all I'm saying. So, Gracie's Corner is a good option for your kids. They got one, two, threes. They got the months, the months of the year. They got nursery rhymes. They got they got it all. It's really good. So if it's any parents listening, young parents, adults, make sure y'all go ahead and subscribe to Gracie's Corner. They not a sponsor of the episode, but they they were so helpful with the episode. And you know, as an educator, I just want to mention that. I really, really wish that it was some like Gracie's corner out when I was a shorty. So I really wanted to touch on elementary. So basically, I'm going to talk about kindergarten through eighth grade for me growing up as a shorty and certain things that I could remember and recall from kindergarten through eighth grade. And then I'm going to bless y'all with a story as a bonus. Is that all right? So let's get into it. So I lived in a projects when I was a little shorty. Um, Stateway projects, 3833 South Federal. I think it was my mama, my mom's apartment, but my grandmother, she was just holding it down. And um, my mom and dad, they had their own apartment you know, where they live. We live there too, but, you know, we like being over at my grandma's house because, you know, she was cool. She was, she had more patience, wisdom, and I can't think of a better place to suck up all that knowledge. So I went to Christmas Attics, and I remember my kindergarten teacher, her name was Miss Frutrell. You know, the kids, they always used to take my hat. They played keep away with it, you know. I was younger than the other little kids. So they used to call me baby. I remember that. So they used to take my hat, 
ain't gonna say they picked on me, but you know, I was the littlest one in there. It wasn't no secret. And one of the fondest memories I had is like, my grandmother was like, boy, I ain't finna keep buying you no hat every day. And I was telling her like, man, they was taking my hat, playing keep away with it, you know. I really didn't know how to convey it, but she actually came up to the school. And then after school, I don't know if it was after school or right on the playground, she saw what was going on. And then, you know, she told me how to deal with the situation. So basically she was, she told me like, man, look, you know, put your hat tight on your head and tell them if, if they take your hat, my grandmama was going to come up here to talk to them. And that's what I did. And it stopped messing with my hat. So in first grade, I transferred to Sabarbro. It was um, on 84th and Ingleside. It's not called Arthur Ashe. I live 8051 South Ingleside. And my first grade teacher, her name was Miss Johnson. You know, I had a little friend in first grade. Her name was Janine. So back in the day, you could come home to eat lunch. My school was like four, four blocks away. So I had an old, older cousin named Paula. I leave my house, walk to my dad's mom's house, which was only, you know, like four buildings away, but it was on the next block, you know. And um, I meet up with my cousin Paula after my grandma fixed breakfast. We always had oatmeal and toast. That's what I can remember. I don't remember bacon, but we always had oatmeal and toast and i love oatmeal if anybody ever had a problem with it y'all don't know what y'all missing oatmeal is the bomb it is the bomb bomb but it wasn't no coffee drinking at my grandma's house so um my second grade teacher she was kind of like a crank i don't even remember her name you know i just remember that she had um curly red hair she was white but color don't have nothing to do with it she was white she had curly red hair she just was a crank but i don't know maybe i was just too busy but shout out to her she gave me my first role in a school play i was a happy clown and i remember my um words to this day y'all want to hear it I am a happy clown. I dance all over the town. And every time I clap my feet, people jump out their seat. Oh, I am a happy clown. I dance all over the town. And every time I clap my feet, people jump out their seat. So yeah, that was my first acting gig right there. I was a happy clown. I remember going home telling my mama, hey, ma, guess what? I finally get to be what I always wanted to be. She was like, what's that? What's that, baby? So I was like, a happy clown. So I got to be a clown. So after that, you know, 
I transferred again because we relocated. Um, instead of living in our apartment, which was cool, we had a lot of love in my in my household. But um, my mom and dad decided to upgrade, and we moved to the West Pullman area, and we actually lived one twenty two forty eight South Normal. And I transferred to West Pullman School. And my third grade teacher, her name was Miss Owens. And then she got married. So I'm going to tell y'all about uh, Miss Owens. She didn't play. So that's where I learned my timetables, everything. I remember she had a, um, a prize, the first person who learned their timetables. They get five dollars, and my my neighbor who lived across the alley from me, Carolyn ba- Carolyn Bond, shout out Chubb, you know Chubb, she won the five dollars. She was the first one who learned her timetables, and like Miss Green, Miss Owens slash Miss Green, she didn't play. She was a red bone. She had little freckles. She was so fine. I remember one time. I think I got a Superman for Christmas or something like that. And uh, I think I had been taking it to school for for about a week. Now, cell phones were now, and I don't know how my dad got to the school that fast, but I was playing with the Superman, and I had a whole little, you know, little war going on at my table that I drawed out on my paper. My dad came up to the school at West Pullman, this went, we had the um, mobiles, like the trailers. My dad walked up in there. I was like, oh, wow. Miss Green was like, hey, bring up your work. Show your dad what you've been doing all day. And I, you know, I was caught right in the act. You know, my dad, he put me on punishment. Um, he didn't play, you know. He, um, he, he instilled a lot of morals and values in me. Cutting grass, shoveling snow, all that. Also in third grade, I met my I met my best friend, Bernard Davis. Shout out BJ, my homie. We was tight like preaching coaches. He's still my man to this day. Shout out Bernard Davis. So in fourth grade, my school actually transferred. We moved down the street. So Based on the zoning and everything, like instead of having to walk, let me see, one, two, like three blocks doing a blizzard of 79 and doing all that walking to school and everything like that, Metcalf, the magnet school that was by my house, I could just walk across the street. So if I had to be at school at nine o'clock, I could leave up out of there at 8.55 and get downtown. So my fourth grade teacher, her name was Miss Hare. She had a short hairstyle. She was pretty. Um, man, she was fine. This, this is when I started liking girls, you know. Um, I think I really start. yeah, this is when I started liking girls, but I think I had my first crush on Miss Green. But Miss Hare, she was dark-skinned. And she really taught math well. And she was fine. Like, 
me and my other fourth grade classmates, we all had a crush on her. Uh, me, Tedron West, Keith Jefferson, Corey Adams, Kenneth Nash. I'm throwing them under the bus. Rest in peace to some of, some of my homies, Corey Adams, Keith Jefferson, and Tedron West. We all had a crush on Miss Harris. She was fine. So my fifth grade teacher, her name was Miss O'Connor. Our class was wow. Wow, then a motherfucker. You hear me? It was off the chain. We used to be, man, throwing paper, shooting spitballs, everything. We just did whatever we wanted to do in there. Like, we had smart kids up in there, but for some reason, I think it was because Miss O'Connor, you know, um, she was like a real prude. Like, nobody liked her, but, you know, um, my homie George Spencer, shout out George Spencer, he, um, he did something. I think somebody else actually shot a spitball in Miss O'Connor's mouth, and she blamed she blamed George Spencer. You know, he didn't even do it, but you know, um, he he used to get in trouble a lot. She blamed it on him. Shit, I used to get in trouble a lot. She used to put me out the room with the bully. His name was Chris Ellis. Shout out to Chris Ellis. He cooled on a motherfucker now. But back then, he was the bully. And I used to always get put out of the class with him, you know. I think when I was in fifth grade, he was almost like about six feet tall. Or he seemed like he was six feet tall. And I was like maybe five feet tall, you know, in my young mind. That's what it seemed like. But, yeah, Miss O'Connor... No, I ain't really like her class. We we had some of the some of the finest girls up in there. I ain't gonna say their name. Y'all know who y'all are. And then actually, um, I really started getting serious about school, like taking it real serious and everything, because I I was on punishment. I was I was limited to the things that I could do. So I used to always listen to Operation Push on the radio. And one day somebody called in to Operation Push, and it was my sixth grade teacher, Miss Atwoods. Her name was Cynthia Atwoods. She called in to um, Operation Push, and she was fine. Man, she was fine. So she was like 10. Um, bow-legged, she wore glasses, but she was firm and thorough, and, like, she, um, she knew I was doing a bare minimum, um, she, she actually motivated me to learn, because when I came to school, you know, I went up to her, I was like, hey, Miss Edwards, you know, your name wouldn't happen to be Cynthia, she was like, yeah, my name's Cynthia, how you know that, boy, you know, like, how you know that? I was like, you know, I heard you um, call in to Operation Push on, um, yeah, it came on 102.7. Yeah, 102.7. And, you know, I actually talked to her about 
the comment that she made on that. And then after she found out that, you know, I wasn't a class clown and this and that and the other, she really pushed me and motivated me to learn, you know. I liked her a lot um, for being a good teacher and believing in me. I don't think that I'll be able to do all of the things that I've accomplished today without the motivation from her. So I just want to say that. So my seventh grade teacher, Miss Ruffin, she didn't play either. Like, um, I didn't know she was a Jehovah Witness, but the most valuable thing that I remember her saying is don't put all your eggs in one basket, you know. And um, back in the day, we used to get used on our report card, which is unsatisfactory. So I had like seven U's on my report card. And for some reason, my dad, my dad managed to let me go outside. So I was like, whoa, like, like what's going on? This shit is unbelievable. How am I outside with, you know, seven U's and shit? But shit, I enjoyed that shit. But the thing is, I could only go out on the weekends. I couldn't go out during the weekdays, like the park district and after school at the park and playing basketball and all that shit. That shit was dead. My dad was like, nah, nigga, you could just go out on the weekend. You could even play the Atari on the weekend, but during the weekdays and all of that shit, you can't go outside, nigga, you dead. But shout out. Shout out to um, Miss Ruffin, one, for letting me get to go outside and play football in the parking lot and in the park and in the middle of the street, tagging the street pop on the sideline with the normal AV crew, Bert, Jeffrey, T. West, Marlon, Brian, the Nemoxes, we was outside. And then last but not least, oh, I want to mention, like, out of all of of my education, like, seventh grade was the hardest grade of any grade. So high school, college, all that shit, seventh grade was the hardest grade, period. If you um, got anything to say about it or you disagree, Please leave that in the comments. So my eighth grade year, we had a lot of transfers, and I had another no-nonsense teacher who meant business. Her name was Miss Woods. She was old school. Um, She was a red bone. She was a strong, commanding woman. She didn't play, you know, um, she meant business. Um, my boy Eddie Moore, aka Slick, he transferred to um Metcalf. He was my homie. I had so many homies um that went to my grammar school that that you know um went on to high school with me. But it's too many friends to name in grammar school. But I was so happy, you know um 
Eighth grade was cool, but my mom, she went on the eighth grade trip, all of that shit. But, you know, it was really, I was limited to all of the things that I could do. You know, my mom, she was on me, boy. She was on me. She was on me, y'all. So that's my kindergarten through eighth grade experience. So out of all those grades, like in first grade, and teachers teachers can be cruel. So in first grade, um, it was this girl in my classroom. Her name was Janine. She was a cute little little um red bone girl that wore glasses. She was smart and she had she had a a, a phenomenal imagination. And we got along real good because I had a, a vivid imagination myself. So one day, like back then, you could go home for lunch. You know, I don't I don't know how I was going home. We was unsupervised, but me and Janine, I guess we was walking with the other little kids or whatever, but, you know, I took her home for lunch, and I rang the bell, and I told my mama, like, man, guess who I got with me for lunch? She was like, who you got for lunch with you? And I was like, blind Bessie. Now, it's no way I should have, um, she should have had a nickname like blind Bessie because she was so smart and intelligent for a little kid and you know for a teacher to call a child blind Bessie you know I just think that it was wrong so I bought her home for lunch and she was like my first date and we ate peanut butter and jelly and milk and then um we went home um I think Blind Bessie came, well, Janine, I think she came home with me maybe like three or four times or whatever. I think I went home with her for lunch one day. So this has been another episode of Riders Live. I hope y'all enjoyed it. You know, this just been my elementary school experience. I was going to make it a bonus. I'm glad that I didn't make it a bonus. So um, please leave in the comments how y'all like the episode. Is this something that, you know, help you reflect on your elementary school experience? Just let me know what y'all think of the episode. Um, Make sure y'all go ahead and cop some Riders Live merch in the link tree. And um, check out my website, ridersonline.net. And most importantly, I want y'all to subscribe and come back to another episode of Riders Live. So by being Black History Month, we up out of here with um, Gracie's Corner again with Martin Luther King. We out. If you would like to support the Riders Live podcast, we have merchandise in the Riders Live podcast merch store and our link tree, which is L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E slash R-O-D-E-S. Option one, we have the Riders Live podcast merch store. Option two, we have the White Lines book by Riders Hunt. 
Option three, we have the ridersonline.net website. We have all our social media links available in the link tree as well. So hit up linktree slash R-O-D-E-S. Thank you. Gracie's Corner. Hey, there's many amazing heroes. Do you know one of the greatest heroes named Dr. Martin Luther King Jr.? (laughs) 